Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to chsrhealthylife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. chsrhealthylife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. not a recording. I don't know, unless you're listening to it sometime in the future, if you have that ability. Good for you. We're super excited. We want to hear about that. We want to read your book about that. Today, however, we're going to be talking with Tom Bird. He's written a book called Write from God. You, words, writing, and your divine purpose right here on Marian Live this hour. Before we get there, yeah, you can feel it already. Starting to find your sense of presence. Even if you're moving about, even if you're on a walk, you're like, yeah, I like to walk and listen. That's cool, moving meditation. Just turn your attention, if it feels right, to your breath, to your body. Where do you notice your breath in your body? How does that feel to notice that? Paying attention to your breath is a beautiful, really easy and practical way to just get connected with yourself. Noticing the rise and fall, whether it's in your belly, maybe your breath is in your chest. It's going to take you a while to find it. Whatever the case is, this is the first part of our practice here on Marianne Live. We just get so we can receive the presence from our guest today, as I mentioned, Tom Bird, going to be joining us, talking about his new book, Right from God. We just want to be able to receive, to open. So often we are giving, 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 putting energy out. In this moment, during this hour, we can find the flow of receiving and bringing consciousness to that. This feels super great. All right, next part of our practice is finding a portal of gratitude, shifting our perspective. I mean, you might already be there. Just add some stuff or people to your list. If you're not, it's a beautiful way to be connected and to the the vitality, to the connectedness of our nature, to the connectedness to other, whatever that other is, another human, another sentient being, the world, whatever, Find a way to notice who helps make it possible for you to do what you do, who you be. I like to say, uh, what are you wearing? (laughs) It's a silly little entree, but yeah, lots of folks help make it possible for those clothes to come into being. What have you eaten today? What electronic device are you using? What vehicle? got you from one place to the next, including your feet. You may want to feel some gratitude for your feet, for your body. Well, go ahead and you know, muck around, stroll around in that gratitude conversation while I go down 
my list of folks who make it possible for us to bring you programs just like this. OneWorldChildrensFund.org is responsible for uh, our whole entire programming here. They are our honorary sponsors here at Marion Lodge. Now they are at the global level. At a national level, we've got the National Action Organization committed to changing the way our culture values each other to make this program possible. 100% of the proceeds of their efforts goes to programming just like this. And at the local level, the Open Secret Bookstore in San Rafael, California, they've got the latest in meditation and revelation. They've got books just like Tom Bird's, Right from God, and this beautiful book. We like books. We're book people here. Oh, yeah. And a book is not just a book, is it? It's so dimensional. It's so going to change your life. And if you've got a book inside of you and you're feeling grateful that you think somebody out there, like Tom Bird, can help you birth that baby, oh, yeah, you have come to the right place. If you've ever thought about writing a book, if you feel like, oh, my gosh, I know I have a book in me, or everybody tells me, I need to write a book, or you just have a really good idea or a great storyteller, doesn't matter. You come to the right place this hour, because Tom Bird is here to help us do just that. As a matter of fact, he's been doing this quite a long time, starting out in the publishing industry. Um, he's had all different perspectives, but this particular perspective is very unique, if I do say so myself. Okay, this best-selling author wants us to ask ourselves the question, again, I'm going to repeat it, uh, do you feel like you have a book inside you that just has to come out, right? Well, Tom Bird has taught thousands of people in his Write Your Bestseller in a Weekend Retreat, midwifing them through dramatic transformations as they work through their resistance, fears, beliefs, and painful memories that come up when they began writing. Well, time and again, he sees them break through their, to their new levels of self-awareness and conscious universal connections that have changed their lives. Now it's your turn, and Tom Bird is joining us this hour. Again, he's a best-selling author, and according to Paul McCarthy, legendary editor to uh, nine number one New York Times best-selling author, the top writing coach in the world, um, through his unique spiritual approach, Tom leads hundreds of would-be authors like himself to complete the writing of their books in a weekend. And in the past two years, 43 of those authors found homes on Amazon bestseller list. And now Tom is with us today here on Marion Live, and we're so happy to have you, Tom Bird. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Mary. It's a pleasure to be here, and thanks for the wonderful intro. Oh, it is my pleasure. It's our privilege. And Tom, yeah, let's start with your personal story, if you don't mind. I, sure. I just love knowing how it is you, you got where you are. Well, I knew at the age of four years old, I was very consciously aware of what my um, purpose was in life, vocational purpose. and. I knew at the age of four that I was meant to write books. I, I knew that I was meant to write them before I could even read them. And I tried everything conventional to become the author that I felt I already was inside, and, and nothing was working. And uh, I used to be a publicist for the Pittsburgh Pirates, a big league baseball team. Uh, a lot of your listeners are aware of. And I came home from a game one night, and... Um, I had a mini nervous breakdown, Marianne. It was just 
started sobbing uncontrollably, and I couldn't figure out a rhyme or reason for it. So I just went into the experience and allowed myself to sob for about 35, 40 minutes. And, and then after I started to calm down, I asked myself, asked my higher self, what the heck's going on here? And um, I realized that I had um, sold myself short. I had uh, sold myself out, and I wasn't living with the divine purpose I knew that I was meant to live. That was one part of the, the sorrow that I felt, but the second part was that I'd really tried to become the author, but I thought I already was. I tried every conventional method possible, and everything I tried seemed to be leading me further and further and further and further away from my purpose. And um, so out of desperation that evening, I just dropped to my knees and had a good conversation with the Almighty and said, you know, I know that you want me to do this writing thing, and I know I really want to do it, but I swear no one down here knows how to do it from the perspective of spirituality. And, uh, you know, we make promises when we get desperate, and I was really desperate that night. <laughs> and I said, if you show me how to do this, I'll spend the rest of my life showing others how to do it as well so they don't have to suffer as badly as I'm suffering right now. So two nights later, I woke up in the middle of the night from a dream, half in a dream state, half in a waking state, and I could see exactly what I needed to do to become the author. Again, I felt that I already was inside to manifest that author, to release that author. And um, I put that into play, sold my first book four weeks later, tripled my salary, and quit my job, and became the author I felt I already was seemingly overnight. And, but it happened, it all happened so quickly that I didn't have the convenient excuse to forget the promise I made through my desperation at night about showing others how to do this thing. <laughs> so I started teaching, um, and I, I really didn't know how or why I'd communicate the information, but I, I was searching for the modes of communication that would be most comfortable for me. So I started at the university level and started teaching at local Pennsylvania universities and, uh, so things happened that I had not anticipated. Uh, number one, um, my classes were packed. And to be honest with you, Marianne, I was going into this whole teaching thing hoping to fail so I could get out of my promise. I was expecting the divine to come back to me and say, you know, you're so really bad at this, Tom, that we're going to let you out of this deal. <laughs> I'll give you like three best-selling books if you never talk to anyone about writing again. But that, that, did, that wasn't working. So I... My classes started to take off. Next thing I knew, I was teaching nationally at over 120 different colleges and universities. And long story short, I made about 5,000 lecture appearances, and I still lecture occasionally. But really, in the, my situation, the teacher was really the student because my authors taught me so much more and verified so much more about the writing process than I was aware of. Well, first thing they taught me, and I hope everybody that is out there is listening today that really feels drawn to write a book, really listens to what I have to say, because what I have to say next is very, very important. It's prominent importance. What I discovered through them is if you have a difficult time writing or you're getting to the point where you even do write or getting published, there's nothing wrong with you. 
there's simply something wrong with the system that you're employing. And, you know, today's a voting day in Arizona. I live in Sedona, Arizona, and one of the laws that came up that we could vote for an expansion of was called the 123 law, where um, we would, uh, greater money would be allowed to today's educators. And I don't think there's any people in our nation that are more underpaid or underappreciated than today's educators. So I voted yes to that. The point I want to make, though, is that in the area of writing, as devoted as our educators are, um, they can only teach what they've been taught. And our educators have been taught that writing is a cerebral art form, which in a very small degree, a very tiny degree, a very microscopic degree it is. But realistically, writing is a holistic art form and takes into consideration one's spirit, one's emotions, one's physicality, and one's cerebral aspect. So until an author harnesses all four aspects of these of writing and lines it up in his or her life, writing will not work. But we are taught that writing is purely a cerebral art form, which is not as holistic mm-hmm. and it's spiritual. Second thing they really taught me and verified for me, which I see over and over and over again, literally thousands of times a year, is the reason people want to write Marianne is not necessarily because writing is such a pleasurable physical act. Uh, the reason people want to write is because there are books or books stuck inside them they need to get out. And I'm not the only one that feels that way. The New York Times uh, came out with an article about six years ago claiming through a survey that they did that 81% of Americans felt as if they had a book stuck inside them that they had to get out. So they kind of stay with that concept of your book's already written and it's waiting for you on the other side of life. And all you have to do is tap into that book and it'll write itself it relieves a tremendous amount of responsibility that the author has for being creative. Um, it releases a whole mess of undeservability issues that normally stand in our ways. So if you tap into that book, you're releasing your book, you're not creating it. You're releasing that book, not creating it. And over the last 32 years, I've worked with over 85,000 new authors. Um, tens of thousands of them I've seen write their books right in front of me and complete the books right in front of me. And never once did I ever teach any one of those people how to write a book. I never do. I never have. I never will. What I do is I teach them how to connect with the book that's already inside them, to get out of the way and let that book out, and stay out of the way long enough that the book does come out. And when that book comes out, Marianne, it comes out, and I know you've been in this state once or twice before, probably recently, where the book or just the writing, whatever you're writing, just seems to pour out of you like fire, like water out of a fire hose. Oh, yeah. And it comes out really fast. The reason it comes out really fast is because, first of all, and most importantly, the book is spiritual in nature. It's spiritual in nature. So it can run really fast because it doesn't have to carry a body with it. And so it comes out very fast. second reason it comes out very fast is because the faster you write, the less time you have to do to think. The less time you have to think. And all great books come through the author's heart, not through his, his or her head. So the slowest speed that the book can slow down to and still maintain its complete integrity and message and depth 
1,500 words per hour. Now, the average speed of a writer, of a brand new author, stumbling in off the street author, at one of my Write Your Books in a Weekend Retreats, is 2,500 words per hour. The average length of an American adult first-timer's book is 35,000 words. So if you divide 2,500 words into that, you'll see that it takes about 14, 15 hours to write a book. And my retreats start on a Thursday night, and they go all day Friday, all day Saturday, and finish up on Sunday. By Friday afternoon at 4, we have 15% of our people already done writing the books. By 4 o'clock on Saturday, the second full complete day of the retreat, we have over 90% of the people done with their books. Wow. And one of the questions that I know your listeners are dying to ask is, well, if I write a book that fast, wouldn't it be crap? Because they equate <laughs> time with significance. What they don't realize is that that book has been maturing like a fine wine on the other side of life for decades, for decades. It was probably written before they were born. So when you tap into that book, it comes out complete in its entirety. And the other thing they don't realize is 98% of the mistakes an author can make. 98% of the mistakes an author can make with a book are directly attributed to inappropriate left-brain intervention. So the faster you write, the better the book's going to come out. So in a nutshell, it's what I do. Um, but as you noted at the top of the, top of the show, you know, there's something significant to writing book. It's more than just words. It's spiritual. It's a, it's cognizant of a spiritual transformation. And so if the book is on the other side of life, the other side of life is with God or whatever you believe is out there, and you connect with that book and you sit there with that book for the better part of two and a half, three days, it's like sitting directly in the white light energy of God, higher power, whatever you want to call it, he, she, or it. And transformation is a necessary byproduct of that experience. So we see books written, we see books become bestsellers, we see bestselling authors transpire and are released at our retreats. But more than that, what we see is transformation and enlightenment, transformation and enlightenment as a result of the writing of the books. So my slanted, biased viewpoint after experiencing so much of this beauty in my life is that the reason we're called to write books, the reasons we're called to write books, I should say, is number one, to communicate a message of some form of enlightenment into onto this planet, of permanent, permanent enlightenment. But second of all, on a personal level, the reason we're called to write is because we're being called by the Almighty to re-commune with that source and become that source as much as possible in human form in our lives. So, as you can see, my perspective on writing a book is a heck of a lot more than words, a heck of a lot more than a career, a heck of a lot more than just becoming a best-selling author. It's about personal transformation. Okay. And you may say, well, I just want to write a silly little romance. Hey, you I'm make gonna, people I'm, feel good. Yeah, I'm going to jump in and tell you something here that's really crazy, and I've never What's done that? this before. I actually have a, a living testimonial. I just outlined a workshop while you were talking, and I'm listening because I can do that. I've been doing this so many years. Uh, literally, I was so inspired by what you were saying that it came flooding out of me, and I've just been writing all these bullets, and I'm not even joking. 
I'm seriously not joking because this is something that is so true and it resonates. Sometimes we have forgotten. I'd love for you to speak to this because people might say, well, yeah, maybe for you. But this is something that I've had experience with, so I'm re-remembering the truth of what you're saying, that it pours out. People call it the muse sometimes or whatever. But let's talk about that, Thomas. If this is something innate in us, creativity, divine expression of life force, right? Can you talk about that a little bit? Because I think folks might get tripped up. Marianne, you're you're so intelligent and so worthy of being You're just so intelligent. It's great to answer your question. Yeah, really what we're doing, writing is an innate art form. It's an innate art form. We're returning to an innate form of spiritual communication when we write our book. The amount of preparation that our authors have to go through before a retreat is limited to about eight hours, where they're just relieving themselves of the restrictions, self-imposed restrictions that they put on themselves so they can return to the innate art form of writing. Um, You know, when I do a lecture, uh, I talk for about an hour and a half, and then I demonstrate this writing technique to people, and, and all of everyone has done one of my lectures. They're all intimidated by the fact, oh my God, I don't think I can write 1,500 words an hour. Mm-hmm. And within 20 minutes, just about 100% of people there will be writing well over an hour mm-hmm. easily, wow. because again, they're returning to the innate art form and the spiritual art form of writing. Yeah. This is a part of your soul that's calling you forward, and it's dying to be communicated in any way, shape, or form. But it needs to be communicated through writing to add the, ten- add the tangibility to the experience. Well, no more suffering, no more waiting, no more any of that right here. Tom Bird and I are here. We are here. We've got gloves. Our proverbial gloves are on to help you midwife yourself into this next part of your relationship with your book birthing scenario. <laughs> Don't touch that dial. Why would you? Go write 2,500 words during the break. (laughs) We'll be right back right after these messages. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. I mean, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce yet? We spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. 
Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net. All right, we have the answer to the problem. That's why you tune into Marianne Live because you think, wow, where can I spend the best amount of my time and get the most bang for my present buck? Right here, right now, Tom Bird in the house, right from God. Some of you will probably turn the show off. You're like writing your book, okay? We want to hear from you. The rest of you, let's. Stay with the conversation, Tom, unpacking a little bit of that, the story that right before we went to break about, yeah, maybe you, but I can't write 2,500 words. And you were saying to us, look, basically we need to get out of our own way. And most people, when they come to your workshop, spend the bulk of the time trying to get away from these uh, self-limiting or self-imposed restrictions you know, those old relationship paradigms with that, those ideas, and so they can get to the flow. Talk some more about that for folks. And maybe you've got a couple of good stories that might illustrate how people who thought, oh, that'll never happen for me, it happened for them. Sure. Well, you know, again, I don't want to sound like an educational basher, but we are taught that writers have to be talented, have to be worthy, have to be educated have to be enlightened and blah, 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 blah. And so we all have, and I still have, after 29 books, I still have, undeservability issues associated with my ability to communicate effectively through the written word. And those are so beaten into us through our education, our formal education, that those aspects of ourselves are always going to be with us forever. So we have to acknowledge the fact that we're flawed. Yes, we're, we're flawed. We're uh self-flawed and but once you can release your emotional attachment your emotional buzz that you receive as a result of believing in that those untruths then it clears the way for your heart to come through through the writing to come through your heart if you become the writer that you want to be so we go through a, a catharsis um we ask our authors to go through a mini catharsis before they take the retreat. Now, the retreat is three and a half days in length. It used to be five days. And we didn't require any preparation at the five-day version. But what would come, what would normally happen, Marianne, for the first day and a half, after two days of the, the five-day retreat, people would come down, they'd break down, they'd cry, and they'd throw up, and they'd scream, and they'd dance around the room and sweat and cry. And so I noticed that they were going Typical. through a catharsis. And the, the writing, the writing, the God, the God designed writing was coming through them. The white light energy was coming through them and pushing out all of those undeservability issues that they felt. So I didn't really feel that um, it was comfortable for people to go through those cathartic works and throws in my company or the company of other people. So I decided to shorten the retreat to three and a half days and require that the cathartic work be done at home and in the privacy alone of your home. So it's given up all the stuff that 
we've relied on to hold ourselves back. And I know, I know a good portion, if not everyone listening out there today, who's still with us, who's been wanting to write for a while, feels frustrated with themselves. Damn it. I've been trying to write a book for the last 30 years. And your husband, we were talking at break about your husband. He's going to feel frustrated. What they don't realize, and this is very, very important, to be able to forgive yourself, you have to be able to understand yourself. And just because an individual has had a premonition, had a premonition at an early age, say 20 years old, that they were meant to write books, doesn't mean they were meant to write books at the age of 20, for example. There is a divine timing. A premonition is something about the future. There's a vision of the future. And if you're now 50 years old and you haven't written that book and you feel frustrated with yourself, give your, get off the gas pedal of your frustration. Let that go. Forget about it. Because that premonition just told you that you would be writing books. It didn't tell you when. So, so many of authors that I work with are self-admitted procrastinators. You know, like I've been procrastinating for 30 years about writing my book. They see it as a bad thing. Man, I am totally different on that. Uh, procrastination is a friend. Procrastination is a blessing. Because procrastination holds us in place until the divine timing is in alignment with our act or our ability to write. So procrastination is a good thing. And so you don't want to misinterpret procrastination as a, a default, as a fault of yourself. It's, it's an asset. It's an ally. It's, it's, it's a safety net that keeps you in place until the time and space is right. Now, that's good news. And another good news is the reason you're listening in today, the reason you found us and are still listening in is because it's your time. It's your time to write. I'm here right now. Marianne's here right now. Marianne's hosting me right now because it's your time to take the steps to be the author you already are. And, you know, Aristotle was a pretty bright guy, and he believed for every human being to live a full and complete life, every human being needed to do a few different things, one of which was write a book, because he understood the spiritual significance, the connectability and communion that transpires when one writes a book. So... The healing aspects of writing are derivative of the white light energy of God entering into one's body through the vessel, through the bridge, through the vehicle of that book and pushing out of the individual, pushing out of the author. All of the things that have kept that white light energy from embodying that author before that time. So that's where the healing nature comes through. And catharsis just means I've had enough pain but I'm willing to open up to releasing that pain to making great room for the greater good, which is the white light energy of the book as it comes through. So do you think that everybody who has a book inside of them um, is, is inspired by God trying to connect with us or the divine, as you called it, the white light? Because some yeah. people, yeah, okay, say more about that, would you? Yeah. You know, Everything I'm sharing, I'm sharing as a result of my experience over the last three to three and a half decades. And to be honest with you, going into this process of becoming an author, I didn't feel any way the way I feel right now. But every time that I work with an author, for example, my last retreat, we had 93 people there uh, in person and remotely through the computer, through the Internet. I sat and watched 
over the course of three days, 93 people finished their books. And each one of those 93 people, their disposition about themselves, their life, their relationship, their relationship to life, to God, all changed too. And they were excited to get their books done, but they were more excited about the personal transformations they went through as a result of getting their books done. I firmly feel as a result of those experiences and witnessing them firsthand thousands of times a year that the reason people want to write is because it's God's way of calling to us to commune back directly with the source, not through a church, not through another individual, not through an animal, not through a materialism, but directly back to the source that spawned us and which we are direct derivatives of. So my experience repeats that over and over and over again. I mean, I can understand if there's some doubts about what I'm saying on the end of on the end of your listeners today. I can understand that. I would doubt too if I had not seen it over and over and over again. I hold an average of eight retreats a year. That's all I see is personal transformation. It's beautiful, and it's beautiful for to get for them to get their books done. It's beautiful to, to start careers as writers. It's beautiful to become best-selling authors. But beyond that, beyond that is the personal beauty that is released as a result of receiving that direct connection with God. Which that's the reason I feel people are driven to write books. Is because the primary reason is because it's God's way of saying, "Hey." I'm reaching out. All you could do is just reach up just a little bit. Our hands will touch. We'll come commune. And you'll start living from the perspective of how I see you as opposed to how you see yourself. Beautiful. We come back after these messages more with Tom Bird. And, and I've got a story about a woman who actually could not write, could not read, and she has written not one, not two, but three international bestsellers that are here on the program. So... We know this applies across the board, people. When we are working with the divine, magic happens. You can do it. We'll do it together. Right when we get back, right after these messages, right from God. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. Shh, over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET. They've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. 
Did you know that in seven minutes you might save $522 in car insurance? Well, this makes sense. Since 21st Century Insurance's company's website has been rated number one in responsiveness by Keynote. Serving customers since 1958, 21st Century Insurance has a 24-7 online policy and claim service. You can get a quote fast and easy, so get your quote by visiting HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click right on the 21st Century Insurance banner. More exhilarating talk, HealthyLife.net. All right, so you're in the right place. You want to write a book. You thought about writing a book. Maybe you've already written a book, but it's just sitting there. You think your book is crap. You think you have the you have got the imposter disease that, that Tom has talked about. Uh, if you're just joining us and don't know what the heck I'm talking about, Tom Berg is with us. He's written a book called Write from God. But you've got a book in you. You can get it out in a weekend. Not a problem. We just got to teach you a few things, and we've been going through them. You can re-listen to the first part of the broadcast and get a copy of Tom's book, but. So here's the thing. So if you're like me and you're jacked up on green tea and you're really practical and you've got all these questions, which you've answered many of them, here's the next round of that, you know, sort of logical. Okay. I, I didn't do well in English. My English professor said, don't quit your day job, honey. Okay. Well, thank God I didn't listen to him because I'd like you. I mean, I haven't written 32 books. Uh, I've written only three, but feel pretty good about them. Um, but those kinds of thoughts stopped me. And addressing the idea that you, you cannot um, navigate the English language or whatever successfully enough to write a good book. Like, okay, everybody can write a book. Sure, I can, you know, Jack was a dull boy all day long. However, before we went to break, I said I was going to tell you a quick story about Lorna Byrne. A lot of you know Lorna. She's been on the show. She's uh, the angel lady. And she heard from the same source, Tom, that you're talking about, that she was supposed to write a book, but she's like, hey, I, I don't even know how to write. Literally, she didn't learn to write. She did not know how to read. And it's not it's a true story. And the divine brought her forward, people to help her with that. Let's talk about this as this relates to some of those practical naysayer or nagging thoughts. Like, I, I can't, you know, I'm not very good at English. I don't have a, uh, an editor. How do I promote the book? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> sure. You know, um, gosh, how do I say this and remain politically correct? Um, Don't bother. You know, the less you, the less you know about writing, the better off you are. Uh, the toughest the students I have that suffer the most are those with the highest degrees of education. The PhDs suffer tremendously because they have a lot of um, uh, anxiety associated with writing because of academic review boards, for example. Mm-hmm. So the less you know about writing, the better off you are, number one. Okay. Because what we're taught about writing is just completely the opposite of the truth. Number two, the less, and this is, I'll say this really slowly because this is highly controversial, the less you know about the book that you're going to write, the better off as well, too. So I interview every author that comes into my retreats. And... Um, I just interview them for five or ten minutes on the phone. I just want to get to know them, want them to get to know me. And I want to make sure they're okay for the retreats, they're ready for the retreats. And uh, I'd say about 30% of the people hesitantly admit to me in that little interview, Tom, I got some fears because, uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I have no idea what I want to write. I, I can't put together an outline. I have no idea what subject I want to write about. 
I just got this uncontrollable desire to write, but I don't know what I want to write about. Is it is it safe for me to still go to the retreat not knowing what I want to write? Yes. You know, Marianne, in all my years of teaching and all my work with new authors, I don't remember anyone who has ended up writing the book that they thought they were going to write when they came to a retreat. They all write something slightly different, at least slightly different, sometimes greatly different. And that's because oftentimes our viewpoint of the book that we are going to write is based upon what we think of ourselves, not what the book of the divine believes about us. Mm. So uh, every book that you write will be a mystery, a mystery of an experience. It may not be a mystery book, but it will be a mystery of experience, which is one of the reasons we write. Because we start to write, and we write as fast as we can, like we read as fast as we can a good book, because we want to see where that sucker's going. We want to see where it's going. And um, and that's part of the experience, and it's a gift. You know, if if you pick up a book and you start reading it and you're really into it, and by page 77, you've got the message figured out, and you've got the uh, ending of the book figured out, you stop reading the book. It's a book writes itself the way that a good book is read. You it gives you just enough to keep going until the end of the book, until the end of the experience. So the less you know about writing, and the less you know about your book, the easier the experience will be for you. And again, we're not we're we're returning to an innate version of a spiritual art form. We're all meant to be writers because we're all meant to leave a tangible representation behind of our divine message, of our divine message. Mm. And we can speak to what blue in the face, but what we leave behind verbally is so much less effective and so much less permanent, the permanent record of writing. So, you know, for example, in my case, um, I read a story, I read a, a article in ninth grade about um, Maslow, Maslow, about the hierarchy of man. Mm-hmm. And his theory was that the whole goal of life was to be happy. So he studied happy people. And uh, he wanted to see if there was any common denominators amongst these happy people that he studied that we could emulate and thus be successful at life like they had been. And the one common denominator that he found was that each one of these happy individuals had a period of disobedience in their lives, usually two to four years, where they resisted society's restrictions on them and became who they were, resisted society's demands upon them to become who they were. And I wanted to be happy. I wanted to be successful at life. So I looked at my life in ninth grade, and I said, okay, I need to take off two or three years of my life here and just listen to me and screw everybody else. And um, I looked and I thought, well, probably the best time to do that is high school because it's the, I don't want to go to college and flunk out. Uh, I don't want to do it when I have a family and not be a good supporter of that family, so I decided to take high school off. Which means I went every day because I wanted to graduate and get out of there. But I made a promise to myself I would not do any assignments, I'd not do any reading, I'd not say for any test, not do any projects. And and I would they would get me out of there somehow because they wouldn't want me around any longer. <laughs> so long story short, when I went to college, you not only had to take ACTs or SATs, but you had to take placement exams. So when you went to orientation 
at the university of your choice, they ran you through a battery of tests for a day to see how well you were placed in, in regards to their curriculum. And one of the areas in which they tested us, and I was tested, was writing communication skills. Now, I had not written anything. I had not read anything for over three years. I sat down and took that test, and I still finished in the top two percentile of writers, written communicators of my age in the country. So the less I knew, the less I studied, the better off I was because the education that I was exposed to was, uh, it was absolutely incorrect in regards to what the truth was. Mm-hmm. So even if you haven't written, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Even if you have written, that's a good thing too because the practice getting into that state is really good. But the less you know about writing, the better off you'll be. Yeah, And, and the I, divine will lead the way. Right. And I love this distinction here that I can feel the... Get back, we're going to talk about it. Um, this idea, the, the difference between being lazy and being intentionally connected to that inner listening, okay? Being flaky or dismissive or putting things off versus really listening. When we get back right after these messages, more with Tom Bird, right here on Marian Live, right from God. I don't want to date anymore. What? Did you break up again? You said he's perfect. Well, I don't blame you. My last date lasted two minutes at a speed dating event. Are you still looking for the one? There are millions of singles looking for soulmates. Actually, drama-free love. Worry no more. Nine international relationship experts collaborated to bring you secrets to drama-free love. Proven solutions that singles use to help them find, catch, and keep the right relationship. Get your copy of Secrets to Drama-Free Love at Amazon.com now. We've ordered No More Love Life Drama for Us. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarado is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, certificate of responsible relationships www.marianlive.com core certification learning tools to attract build and sustain great relationships also sign up for marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the northern california area www.marianlive.com what does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network.
Welcome back, everybody. We're so glad you're here. Tom Bird is joining us today, right from God. Yep, you've got a book in you. We'll help you get it out of you. Tom's got workshops. He's got this book. It's clear that you can do this. You're in the right place. It's your time. You're hearing the message for a reason. The divine wants you to write this book. There's no doubt about it. And that all of the other forces that need to come forward to burst this out in the world in kind will happen. It's not like God's going to pull you out of the pond to drop you in the ocean, right? So, uh, Tom, right before the break, we were talking about how you were saying, you know, sometimes you've got to take a risk. Sometimes you've got to maybe not know. Not knowing is your ally in this case. You don't have to be a, a formidable writer or, or skilled or a Ph.D. necessarily. If anything, those things can be hindrances. But I was asking yeah. you, well, you're not saying to us to be rebellious in, in, on all fronts. Make that distinction for us because it's important so people don't just sort of, you know, are you know maybe mistaking laziness for tapping into intuition. Well, I wasn't lazy. I was aggressively seeking who I was. And I'm not recommending people follow my exact path because um, my path is that of an extremist. I had, I had no physical teachers. And uh, I believe to be a writer, you can learn from me and others how to do so. But, you know, I, my parents had taught me everything they could teach me. And if I learned anything beyond them, beyond what they taught me, I would end up like them. And they wouldn't have liked that. And I know I wouldn't have liked it either. So what I'm saying is to be a writer, you don't have to sell your life short. You don't have to get out of a relationship. You don't have to quit your job. Just tap into the greater goodness that you're being led to, to write with. I mean, <clears throat> one thing, I, I, I had conversations with about 12 students from my junior retreat yesterday, and one thing I continually reiterated over and over and over again to them was, <clears throat> you don't have to quit your job. You don't have to give up your life to be an author. Just devote four weekends a year to writing two books and revising two books in those four weekends, and you'll be safe. And you'll find that you'll love your life, you'll love your job, you'll love your primary relationships more than anything else. So writing enhances our viewpoint about life and ourselves. It enhances it. And again, I, my path doesn't have to be followed by anyone because, <clears throat> because there are options that you can follow that I can share with you to shorten your learning curve. I mean, my average author, where they get in a weekend, took me 14 years to get to on my own. And the reason was that I had to learn the hard way so I could teach the easy way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But... It's life is writing is something that enhances one's life. You don't have to give up your life. You get more out of life, and you get more out of living as a result of writing. So, what it boils down to, Marianne, is we can't give anybody anything we don't have. I can't give you a dollar bill if I don't have one in my pocket, and we can't give anyone unconditional love that we love in our lives unless we have it for ourselves first. Mm-hmm. Writing gives you the opportunity to experience the unconditional love of the Almighty for you. And once you have that for yourself, through the receiving of that unconditional love of the divine, then you can give that to others. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But until that time, you don't have that dollar in your pocket to hand it to anybody else because you need the dollar for yourself. Mm -hmm. So really this life conversion takes... To write two books a year and revise two books a year, an individual can go to one of my retreats four times, go to four retreats a year. 
and get that task done. They can maintain their normal lives. They can become the better employers, employees that they want to be because they now have the self-love that they can give to everything in their life, including their, their jobs, their careers, their families, their lovers, their kids, anything. Well, here's the thing, folks. If you have additional questions about publishing and this and that, and of course you do, you have come to the right place. Tom Bird has the answers. You can sign up for one of his workshops online, Easy Peasy. His relationship, or rather, his uh, workshop for June is sold out at this point. I know he's got other openings coming up. You can get his book. Get started right now. Some of you, as I know, have already started writing the book. I, I, I know you've tuned out, and you'll tune back in for your next book. In the meantime, you can go to TomBird.com, T-O-M-B-I-R-D.com. See, Tom, we're coming up to the top of the hour. What do we want to leave folks with? Well, we want to leave them with a few things. First of all, they can go to my website at TomBird.com, and there's all types of free books and classes that they can tap into to learn more about what I've been teaching. And this is the last hour. Second thing, I, I want to remind you, and I mentioned this at the top of the hour, but I want it's worth bearing be repeated again, is that if you struggle with writing or publishing in any way, shape, or form, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. There's just something wrong with the system that you've been employing. And there are options out there that can facilitate your desires in a comfortable, easy, successful manner. Second of all, the reason you want to write is because there are books stuck inside you that are trying to get out. A big byproduct of allowing those books to be expressed through you is a direct connection with the Almighty that gives you the unconditional love and peace that we all seek. And writing a book can offer you that. In fact, the biggest thing I see, Marianne, from my authors when they finish writing the book is not elation. You know, you would think that they would be elated. They just finished the books. They have this look and ambiance of peace. And when I ask them, when they finish the books, how do you feel? They all look at me and say something like this. I feel at peace because I came here because I completed to do I completed what I came here to do and they mean not just the writing of the book but the release of the message through them as a book so peace can be the biggest byproduct of the writing of your book and if you're listening today it's because this is your time this is your time and when you're in alignment with divine timing life is good <laughs> if you don't listen to that divine timing it's not so good <laughs> so if you want to maintain peace or achieve peace and happiness in your relationship and be able to experience that with others, write your book and write it now. <laughs> this is God speaking. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, i got to tell you, Tom, what a pleasure it has been to have you with us this hour and, and an exponential bonus for the tens of thousands of folks tuning in the, the millions that will tune in and get access to the blessed gift that you have offered us today here on Marianne Live. I mean, wow, well, you are a gift to us, Tom Bird. Thank you so much for your time today. And Thank you, Marianne. Yeah, oh, you bet, and your ongoing message. Everybody else, get online. Get to Tom's site, TomBird.com, and sign up for a workshop. Why not? Work with Tom directly. When we get back right after these messages, I'll tell you a little bit more how to get in touch with Tom and who's coming up next week. All right. Once again, thank you to Tom Bird, right from God, right here on Marion Live. Back right after these messages.
everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host, Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. Honey, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Lide and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in today. Tom Bird was with us right from God. You, words, writing in your divine purpose. You can get a hold of Tom at TomBird.com, B-I-R-D.com. We're so glad he was here because, boy, I, I suspect we will hear from a lot of you about books that have been sitting inside of you just waiting for someone like Tom to come along and invite you to uh, get them out into the world for the rest of us to enjoy and be inspired by. Hey, next week, join us as Matthew McKay is here on Marianne Live. He's written a book, uh, an amazing book, Seeking Jordan, How I Learned the Truth About Death and the Invisible Universe. This is an amazing story about uh, a man who lost his son who actually came back to visit him and helped guide his life. And they actually are writing a book together. Oh, yeah, he's from the other side, and they're working together. That uh, seems to be a theme right now. And uh, in the meantime, go do something for somebody else. Don't let them know you did it. Like maybe sign him up for Tom's workshop or get a copy of a book or leave it at somebody's doorstep. Uh, it's part of our practice here in Marian Life. Thanks for joining us today, everybody. I wish you every blessing until we see you next week. Same time, same place.